0: Hey, what's up? I'm Christina Williams, founder of Girls Talk Sports TV, and this is Kicking It with Christina. This week on Kicking It with Christina, I have Tiffany Mitchell joining us. Tiffany, what's going on with you? Not much overseas. Um, Just started the season, just trying to do my part one
1: day at a time.
0: Now, holiday season is just around the corner, and you just recently announced that you've launched your Spin Haven nonprofit organization. Tell us mm-hmm. a little bit more about that.
1: So, SPIN is an acronym for single parents in need. Um, Haven um, is what the word is. Haven is just like a safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I just combined both of those to start my nonprofit, um, basically just to give back to, you know, single parents, not only mothers or single Dads, single grandparents, um, just anybody that's taking care of children uh, by themselves.
0: And why is this cause so important to you? So I've been super passionate
1: about um, this actual cause because I'm myself as a product of a single parent home. My mom raised um, my brother and myself by herself. So um, now that I'm in a position and able to get back um, to something that hits home for me, um, I was all for it
0: now you already announced your first event coming up for the holiday mm-hmm. season um in in collaboration with an adoption agency in north carolina right mm-hmm. in charlotte can you tell us about that event coming up
1: yeah so we partnered with another choice which is a foster care home in charlotte north carolina of course i wanted to um start off um an event with the foundation in charlotte being that i am from charlotte so that's something that I want to make sure that I did to give back to somebody that's actually from the same place um, that I am. So te- basically, um, we've adopted probably about six, seven girls um, in the foster care home for Christmas, um, got their Christmas list, which is, you know, nice list. <laughs> but um, again, for for me to be able to do my part, we got their Christmas list, just things, necessities that they would need um, from a day-to-day basis, just trying to, you know, put some smiles on their face knowing that, you know, 2020 has been crazy for everybody. And I'm even sure for them knowing that they, they don't have that family aspect. So be able to just get them, you know, things that make them smile um, was, I was all for.
0: I absolutely love that you're using your platform and even like your own story and message to give back to your local community. I applaud you mm-hmm. for that. Thank um, you. You're welcome. Are there <laughs> any holiday traditions that you and your family share around this time?
1: yes i mean i actually love <laughs> holidays so being overseas it's tough for me knowing that i'm not with my actual family um i'm a family person so i get it and that's why you know being able to give back to people who' are not with their family meant so much to me um and just not having family in general um i know there's a lot of a lot of people out there that are going through and spend holidays by themselves so um my tradition my family usually we just always wake up at my mom's house before my brother got his house we were all mm-hmm. under one roof. Um, we wait till everybody get up. She'll cook breakfast. Have you know, have the holiday tunes on. Open one gift at a time. Couldn't open no gifts before no Christmas Eve. One yeah. gift. But as much as I tried to sneak open the gifts on Christmas Eve, um, I had to wait until everybody woke up um, on Christmas. I'll kind of purposely wake them up early um, by making noises. But <laughs> and then after that, um, more family would come over. My friends would come over. Family uh, for Christmas dinner. Um, Just having, you know, having a good time, enjoying each other's company. Um, It's nothing like that family time. You can never get that back.
0: Absolutely. Now, you mentioned holiday tunes. What's your favorite Christmas song? Ooh. Yeah. My favorite Christmas song? Um. (laughs) A little boost you know, We just put it on the, you know, the
1: Black Holiday Christmas list. Yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> and we just jam through the whole
1: day. I don't really have like a specific one that I'm like, oh, I have to listen to this.
0: But Mariah Carey, I mean, once Mariah you do Carey, that- is a
1: go-to. <laughs> the go-to, this Christmas with Chris Brown. Yes,
0: <laughs> that's a bop. That's a bop. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you a fake tree or real tree kind of person? At my house, my mom's house, we yeah. have a fake tree. Once I get my house.
1: I think I'm going to do a fake tree too. I don't know lie. <laughs> <laughs> I love the smell of real trees. Yeah. I just think it's too much work. You know, after the Christmas is over, you just got to put it back in the box and put it out next year.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm a fake tree kind of person too, but I actually don't even like to decorate a Christmas tree. I feel like it's a what? lot. What? That's crazy. I, know, I, know, I don't even have a Christmas tree up right now in my place. It's just crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I'm still on the fence about whether I want to put one up or not. I, not that I grinch or anything. Or I'm gonna say you grinched it up this year. I love the holiday season. It's just that I just don't like decorating the Christmas tree. I would rather somebody else come over and do it for me. Y'all, y'all
1: should that. just do it together. That'll be a nice little right thing. <laughs>
0: that, that can happen as well. It can happen. as Yeah. Well. <laughs> but I love that the fact that you created your nonprofit organization. Um, just sharing your story again. I feel like there's so many stigmas around people who were raised in single-family homes. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts about those in that sense? Um, I
1: mean, I, I've heard it all. Basically, um, we don't have the same opportunities. Um, we don't really live a life where there's two people in the household, so we're missing out on certain things. And honestly, growing up, I didn't feel like that at all. And I mean, that's just a credit to my mom, um, how she handled things and how she raised it. She never made it feel like uh, I was missing out on something or that I needed another person to help her um, so for her it's kind of without probably that dynamic in my life, I don't think I'd be the person that I am today because I never saw her struggle. She didn't want us to struggle. Um, so to me she was superwoman and I thought that she was able to do everything in the world. So I guess I kind of took on that same mindset and I'm like, I'm good, like I don't need nobody, you huh? I'm i am I'ma handle it myself. Um but that's just basically how I was raised. And the mindset that I've always had was to go get it. And I mean, it started from an early age, knowing that um, my mom did put us in positions to, to be successful. She did a great job raising um, and my brother and myself um, by herself. So to me, like this foundation was for the people that aren't like my mom, who doesn't have it all together. Um, I mean, she graduated, left um, New York at 18 years old, came to Charlotte, uh, went to college, has two master degrees. Like, she did it all, all while raising us at the same time. So like I said, this foundation for people probably who's not as strong as my mom because that is, that's hard to do. And I want to be there in positions. Um, I mean, I'm not going to wave a magic wand and everything's going to be okay by tomorrow, but I'm just going to try and do my part, do what I can um, to help alleviate some of that stress, stresses, day-to-day stresses that they probably go through um, and just need, have that outlet for them.
0: Now, in addition to your foundation, I just want to pivot a little bit. Um, the mm-hmm. WNBA, obviously, you guys dedicated the 2020 um, season to Black Lives Matter and social injustice. Mm-hmm. Just last week, your teammate, Erica Wheeler, um, she spoke out because two high school girls down in Florida they mm-hmm. wore Black Lives Matter shirts, and allegedly there was a game that was suspended and a tournament um, down in um, Delray Broker in Florida. Um, yeah, I've been following it. see we see the impact that the league has in terms of inspiring the next generation of basketball players, young girls, and um, wanting to use their platform to stand up mm-hmm. and right. What message do you have to those girls?
1: Um, basically the same as how we started our season. You know, you're playing for something bigger than yourselves. And at that age, I don't think um, it can get lost sometimes, and especially with what's going on right now and being a high schooler. Uh, that's probably not a predominantly black school, um, knowing that I've also, I went to a private school when I was in um, high school as well. So, I mean, I get it. So this is the prime time now for them to use their voice, um, to stand on what they believe. Because if you put some shirts on, you got to believe what they say on it. Um, it's not a, a one-day thing. It's not a slogan, a catchy slogan just to walk around with, like, this is everyday life. Um, black lives matter. They'll always matter. Mm -hmm. Um, and they need to stand true to that wear those shirts every day every game if they could Um, because now they're using their voice in a a space that's probably not appropriate to people around them and that's Mm -hmm. even more reason why they should wear it because it's making people realize that this is everyday life that we go through being black that they don't have to do so I would tell them just to keep using their voice um just make it be known like this is this is not a a hashtag this is life.
0: Yeah. I mean the situation this week is actually um being more exposed to the national media and the coach is standing behind the girls and there was representatives from Florida who also standing behind the girls. So I just No that's that's
1: great that the coach yeah. has their back and everything because it could be hard at a sixteen, fifth, seventeen year old, um, you know, standing on what you believe and their older people and higher ups behind you saying that it's not right. So it can be tough. So the fact that the coach has their back um, makes it even more, more rewarding for them.
0: Speaking of like having great coaches in college, you played under Don Staley and I was kind of stalking your Twitter a little bit (laughs) before we, uh, before we did this interview. What was it like playing under a coach like Don Staley? It was amazing
1: (laughs) to be honest, my college career, um at south carolina was great um my relationship everyone asked me how our relationship with coach Staley. um the answer never changes to this day we still talk um today she's one of the closest people in my life i would consider her family um and not my coach anymore Mm -hmm. um we have just built a relationship since i was younger since i was since she recruited me when i was 16 17 years old um so going on almost 10 years of just building a relationship with her she's taught me so many things Um, Basically, being my mother away from home, um, she adopted that role. And I think that's what's missing sometimes in coaching is the relationships and not just being seen as a player. I honestly feel like if I didn't play basketball ever again or said, I don't want to play, she would support me with whatever endeavor that I chose to do. She saw me more than a basketball player which is why I was able to connect with her so much because I, can, I saw the relationship. I saw she cared for me, which made me want to you know go out for her. I would run through a wall for her, to be honest. Um, you know, she, she's really one of my closest adult friends, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I can depend on her for anything. Um, I love her, just like my own mom. So my relationship and my career at South Carolina was definitely was a good one.
0: Staying on the topic of South Carolina, uh, Asia Wilson. She was Mm -hmm. to the Forbes list recently and also, and you, congrats, girl. Oh, (laughs) and me, uh, (laughs) little old me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, what's your relationship? Shout out to Natasha, too. Who else? Natasha, Ari, Cheney. Yeah, yeah. Ari, shout out
1: to all 'all. 'all y'all. Y'all,
0: have you been able to speak to her and like congratulate her or anything on, on making that list?
1: Yeah, I, I reached out to Asia when I saw her come out um, and told her that I was proud of her. Um, I mean, she's my little big sister. I mean, she's just doing it. She's doing the thing. I'm just so proud of her. I've seen her um, evolve from the little freshman Asia that she was to now, you know, MVP Asia. So it's great just to kind of see that evolution and knowing that um, I was there and a part of some of her process it's becoming who she is now. Um, I don't think she's nowhere close to what she can be, but it's definitely a great start, and I'm
0: just super proud of her. Absolutely. Now just to end it off, what's next for Tiffany Mitchell? What you got going on coming up next? <laughs> <laughs> like outside of the foundation or like outside of foundation <laughs> life, what what you looking forward to in twenty twenty one? Let's do it like that. What you looking forward to? <laughs> <laughs> what I'm looking forward to in twenty twenty one. Um, honestly just to get some normalcy back
1: to the world. Um, I don't I feel like Everything's still kind of whirlwind, um, COVID has not gone away, so um, just taking those measures of, count, uh, of course, to just being safe, um, and just honestly, just good vibes in 2021, just being around people that, you know, pull you up, not bring you down, um, and success, like I, I hope myself and everybody that I'm around, my friends, my
0: family, that we all enter upon some type of success in 2021. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me here on Kicking It with Christina. It's been a pleasure to chat with you to talk about your Spin Haven Foundation. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs>